Thank you for listening to this message from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. Being prepared makes in our lives, and then how we can be prepared for the storms and what comes and what's going to come at us in life. We said this over and over again, that stuff's just going to happen. There's, there, there's nothing that you can do. You can't become spiritual enough, pray enough, read enough, that you just hover above the storms of life. That would be sweet, but it, there, there, it, it doesn't work. There's a, a little something called an air chair. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these before, but it's really kind of neat because it's a, it's a ski that you sit on, so it's a little bit larger than a regular ski, but not as long, wider, but not as long. And you sit on it, but then underneath it, it's got a foil, is what they call it. It's this big metal stick that goes down, and then at the bottom, it's the, these two little plates. And the cool thing about it is when it's too choppy to water ski, you get this thing. And the foil that's underneath the ski is probably three or four feet below. And so that will stay in the water, and you sit on that thing, and it doesn't matter how choppy it is. I guess if you're on Lake Michigan, you'd have some rollers that are too big for it. But you just, you float over the top, and you're like, this is awesome. I absolutely love this. But there is no air chair to the troubles of life. It, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. The Bible even says, it says this in John chapter uh, 16, verse 33, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. Because in this world, you will have trouble. And the main verse that we've been looking at through this is Matthew chapter seven. And it says this. This is Jesus speaking in verse 24. He says, therefore, if anyone hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, he's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and they beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine does not put them into practice as like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great, great crash. So being a Christian doesn't mean that we don't go through the storms. It means that we know how to go through the storms. Jesus didn't say, hey, it'll all be easy. Instead, he said, you can do everything, that we can do everything through him who gives us strength. And that we need to learn to rely on him. We need to rely on him no matter what it is that we're going through. Today, as we kind of keep going, one of the things that are so important when it comes to the storms and the troubles that we go through are the people that are around us. The people that we go around us. It seems that the more... When we're, when we're in a situation that we have the tendency to think, I'm the only one doing this. Nobody else has had to go through this. Nobody else. I am all alone. It's just me. Nobody else would understand this. There's no possible way. There's this, there's that, and the next thing. But when... And then when we feel that, we have a tendency to then pull back and literally isolate ourselves from the very people who could help us. Sometimes it's because of shame. We don't want someone to know what we're going through. We're like, yeah, well, if I tell them this, what are they gonna think? What are they gonna do? I don't, I don't know about that. Um, a pastor was telling me about this. He said uh, one day he got a call and he answered the phone and the lady's like, hey, I'd like to talk to a pastor. And he's like, well, that's me, what's up? And the lady says, well, um, I really want to talk to you about, and she begins to talk to him. He's like, 
who, who is this? I don't, I don't recognize, I don't recognize the voice. I don't recognize it. Who did you say that you were? What did you say your name was? And she goes, oh, you don't know me. I go to another church, but I don't want them to know what I'm going through. So I'm calling you. And it's like, come on, the people that you're going through life with, you don't want to know you? You want to know what you're struggling with? But for some reason, it's easy to look at other people and think, well, they, I'm sure they don't have these troubles. I don't, I'm sure that they don't, don't have these thoughts. They don't have to go through this. They've never, no one else has ever dealt with this. People that, and part of that comes from the fact that we think, well, if I was a better Christian, or if I hadn't made this mistake, or this wasn't from my past, I wouldn't have had to go through this. But the truth of the matter is, the storms are coming, troubles come. It's just a matter of how we deal with them. And one of the ways that we need to deal with trouble is with other people. You were not designed to be a loner. You, you weren't, I, I, I weren't, none of us was, none of us weren't. Adam and Eve Take away Eve, there's just Adam, the perfect man. God made him and said, it is good. It's here, here, there he is, right? He probably had like a 12-pack, forget the six-pack. But anyways, so he was just this perfect guy. And God looked at him and said, it's not good for him to be alone. You are not meant to go through life alone. I like what James chapter 5, verse 16, it says this. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The Bible says confess your sins to God and be forgiven. But healing comes, it says, when we confess to one another. It's saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm struggling with. I need help with this. Hey, so-and-so has approached me at work and, I, and uh, it's not good. I, I, I've said no too many, so many times and it, it, it's getting hard. You need to tell somebody. You need someone that you can talk with. And say, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm fat. This is what I'm, I'm fighting. I'm battling. I'm doing this. And I need somebody there. You do not have to, nor are you supposed to do it alone. And doing it alone is not a, a sign of honor or wow, you did it when the rest of us couldn't at all. It's more like a sign of stupid. <laughs> we don't have to do it, nor should we do it on our own. We need other people. Um, one, of, one of the sports I absolutely love, not one of these sports that I absolutely love, is adventure racing. Tons, uh, I love it. So what it is, is it's the longer ones are always teams of four. And you're usually out in the wilderness and you're, you're biking and you're running and you're hiking and they give you maps and there's no really set courses. You have to navigate and find your way and some of them they give you a map and don't tell you where to go on the map. They give you numbers instead of like coordinates and you have to put them in there and mark where you think you're supposed to go on the map and then you get there and there's nothing there and now you're in the wrong spot and you don't know where you are. They are awesome. So much fun. And the longer ones, like usually it's one of my favorite ones is they're out in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. We did some in the Ozark Mountains and we are, there's repeater towers for radio things so they can get over and cell phones, you can have one but it doesn't matter. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> We're out there. But what they do is we do teams of four. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And so I asked one time, I said, why teams of four? And they said, oh, that's easy. And I'm like, oh, shoot, dumb question. Teams of four, they said, is this, because if one person gets hurt, somebody can stay with the one that's injured and two people can go out together. No one's left alone. 
And I thought, oh, of course, that makes sense. And we have enough sense that when it comes to going out and doing different things, we're like, hey, we should probably have somebody with us or a way to contact or something, this, that, or the next thing. But yet, for some reason, when it comes to what we struggle with, so often we wanna say, nah, I'm gonna do this alone. But the Bible makes it clear that we need other people. We need other people. That's one of the reasons that we have small groups. And one of the reasons that you need to be in a small group. People that you do life with and people that you can be open and honest with. That you can do life with and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what's going on right now. People that will check on you and say, hey, how are you doing? And when you say good, they say, oh, no, no, no. How's your quiet times been? How's your relationship with God? How's your relationship with your boyfriend? How's your relationship with your kids? How's your relationship with your wife? How's your relationship with this? How are these things going? How are you doing? Are you growing? What are you struggling with right now? We need, you need, I need people in our lives that will ask us these questions and that we trust enough to be open and honest with because you, you will only ever be accountable to somebody to the level that you allow that you, that you allow it. You can pretend and just say, oh, it's all good, thanks anyways. And it won't, there will not be a benefit, but we will never grow from what we keep hidden. We, we don't grow from it. And we wanna, we wanna experience that healing in those areas. The Bible says confess one to another. And I know that can be a scary thought, some of you, you're like, oh, yay, that's absolutely wonderful. That's Becca. That's my wife. Somebody comes to the door selling magazines, and she's like, oh, hi, hold on just a second. I'm over here, and this is up here, and I was talking on the phone. I was talking on the phone. You wonder who I was talking on the phone with? I was talking on the phone with my mom who lives in Wisconsin, and she's from Wisconsin. And do you happen to be from Wisconsin? You do. I know your aunt. And, and then she connects the dots, and then she's like, all this thing. And she just talks to everybody. She makes friends with everybody like instantly and she just gushes information and just stuff. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Don't give them all of that information. Please just slow down a little bit. And for some of you, it's just, it's really easy. And others, it's not. You're like me. I'm like, I'll have, I can get by with two friends. I think I'm good. Becca and somebody else. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the let's just gush information guy at all. Not at all. I will talk to you about you all day long. I have no trouble with that. I can ask questions and, and, and be genuinely interested in some of the things, not everything, but some of the things about you and, and all this. And some it's like, really, you, just, you shouldn't have said that. I can be genuinely interested in that. But when it comes to opening up me, I am very reserved in that. I am very reserved. I have close friends. I'm very, very grateful. We've got awesome, awesome friends that I can be open with and completely honest and say, hey, this is what's going on and this is what happened here and this is why Becca's mad at me and this is why I said, this is what we're going through and, and this is why, and, and I'm thinking this and am I right in this area and am I taking a too strong of a stance in this? What do you think? But it's not easy and I had the purpose to build relationships with people that I, that I trust enough to be honest and open with. It is not something that just comes naturally or easily. But whether it's easy or hard, we all need it. And it's something that we need to purpose to do in our lives. 
We need a purpose to make sure that we have those relationships in our lives. It's not gonna happen by accident. It, it, it's not gonna. You ever accidentally get in shape? You're like, oh, what just happened? Where'd that come from? That's cool. No. It's something we purpose to do. We say, okay, I'm going to do this. And small groups, you're not just gonna happen to just suddenly join in the best small group ever. You're gonna make it. Some of you need to host a small group. Host one. Say, well, you know, I tried this one and I tried this one, it didn't work, good. Now you know what doesn't work, go try a different one. And try another one and try another one and get connected with some people. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get along with everybody. You're not just gonna click with everybody. Some people are like, I tried really hard and we just, we just didn't connect and there's other people that you're like, you know what, we just, we just connect with. I, I don't know really what it is about him, but we just, we just, we just kind of connect. It's, maybe we have some things in common or whatever, but we can sit there quietly and both of us feel great about it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's okay. But however you relate, it's, it's different with all of us. I'm up here getting ready to preach and Becca's down in the front row taking selfies with her friends. <laughs> we relate differently, different groups with different people. But get, find, find a group that you can get into. And if you've already tried and you said, you know what, it didn't work, try again. Or maybe this time, host a group. And here's why I recommend hosting, because then you get to pick who's in the group. And that just seems better. You can go around and be like, you look interesting. Hey, I'm doing a group on Tuesdays. Wonder if you could do that. Oh, you can't do Tuesdays, but you can do Thursdays? We can switch it. It's that easy. Let's do Thursdays. Sounds good. Host a group. Go after some people. Say, hey, we'd love to do this. And part of hosting the group, and one of the things that we do that make it really, really easy is when you do a group in the curriculum is you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to think, well, I have all the answers. That's not what you're saying when you host a group. You're saying, I wanna be the host. I wanna be generous to you. But we're gonna look for answers together. We're gonna look, we're gonna go through some of the curriculum, we're gonna go through this stuff together. But honestly, it's really, really, in my experience, the curriculum isn't what I'm like, oh my goodness, that just opened up a whole new world to me, why I never saw that before. I haven't had that moment in our curriculum. Instead, it's the relationships and the accountability that I'm like, I, I'm so much, I'm a better dad because of it. I'm a better husband because of it. I think I'm a better pastor because of those relationships. Purpose to have good, good relationships, positive relationships in your life. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says this, the one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. We need other people in our lives. People that can say, oh, wait a second, you need some help? Here I am. You're struggling in this area? Give me a call. If, if you're having this, that, or the next thing, and you're feeling alone, or this, call me. We can talk about it. This is, this is what we're going to do about it. Or just that someone to say, no, you need to, it's not that big of a deal. Shut up, stop whining, and get on with your life. You know? But someone, that'll, someone that can say that, and that you're honest and open with, that can really help. Where is it? I know it's right here. Proverbs 27, 17. Here it is. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. 
As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. There is a, a level, there is a degree, there is a sharpness that you cannot achieve on your own, that I cannot achieve on my own, that I will never achieve until I have people that are sharpening me in my life. And for me, sharpening comes when people ask me questions. Sharpening comes when they're like, hey, wait a second, what about this? This is one thing I love about Becca is I'll say something, she's like, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know what the Bible says, this, this, and here, this. And she's like, oh yeah, but no, it says this here too, so what about this, and how does this all fit together? And I'm like, I never saw that before. Hold on a second. <laughs> and I think about it, and then I come out, and I say, and here's why I'm right, and I show her, but, <laughs> but it's great. It's great, because it comes at it from a different point of view, and I'm like, well, you know what? The way I said it didn't answer her question, so I have gotta, I've got to find it, I've got to resituate it, I've got to look at it here and go back at it. And it's people that sharpen us that'll come up and that will honestly say that you had that relationship and will say, I don't think what you're doing is right. And here's why I don't think it's right. Touchiness is stupidity's armor. We need people that'll say it and we have to open ourselves up and to be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not just gonna flip out every time. If you say something, I, I, I want that. I need that. If it's a sore spot, then maybe there's a reason that it's sore. And I should probably figure that out. Why is this sore? It shouldn't be sore. I went mountain biking yesterday and I have a new saddle. And, but it's not that new. But my butt is still sore and it shouldn't be sore. And it's telling me there's something wrong with that saddle. Now I know why it was 92% off. <laughs> shouldn't have bought it. Sometimes you get what you pay for. And I think I did that time. But anyways... If it's sore, there might be a reason and let people say, okay, wait a second, what's going on here? Maybe that was too much information. I don't know. Yeah. So much more is caught than taught. So much more. When we look at people and the way that they go through life and we look and we see, I can't tell you how many times that I just look and I think, oh, wow, look at how they're, they're handling a situation with their kids. That's awesome. I wouldn't have thought to do that, or I wouldn't have thought of that. And I go home and I'm like, hey, Beck, look what I saw over here. So-and-so did this, and that was really neat, and see how they did this, and they didn't do this. And there's other times where you see something, you're like, ooh, yeah, I ain't doing that one. I wonder if I sound like that when I talk to my or do I do this? And, and so much more is caught than taught. We need, you need other people around you that are gonna challenge you, that are build you up, that you can look at and really go through life with. Go through life with. And what I, th- what I would really challenge you to do is find somebody that's ahead of you. Find somebody who their kids are older, their relation, they've, been, they've been married longer, their relationship is, maybe they haven't been married longer, but their relationship is better than yours and you think, okay, well, we wanna emulate some of that. And then begin to go after it. And there's the small group side of it and then there's the other side of it where we can find books, we can find teaching, we can find all kinds of things from different people and we cannot maybe physically go sit in a room with them, but we can Say, all right, I'm gonna go after it and I'm gonna get this information. I'm gonna bring that into my life. I'm gonna learn from them. I'm gonna learn what they have to say about this, that, and the next thing. And it it should be a part of all of our lives. But maybe I didn't say this, but you need to be in a small group. (laughs) 
You need to be in, we all need to be in a small group. If you are not in one, before you leave tonight, hit the kiosk, talk to the people at the back in the information center and say, hey, I'd like to be in one. I wanna host one. This is what I'd like to do. I love this. How can I, how can I start doing this? There's lots and lots and lots and lots of them. If you're so busy you can't do it, make room. Make room. You, we all need this. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. There's a level in your relationship that you will not achieve unless you are willing to do this. And you need to make it a priority to be in relationships with people that can build you up. And it will bear fruit that you will reap years and years down the road. You're like, yeah, as a result of these relationships, this got better and this got better. And, and honestly, it helped me with this. And they helped me see how I was doing this wrong. And I ended up with a promotion that I don't even think I would have gotten. But so much more is caught than taught. We need to make sure that we're doing that. All right, turn to the person next to you and say, you need to be in a small group. That was pathetic. Do you not like that one? Turn to the other one and tell them that. Say, you need to be in a small group. Emily, you did not say that. I saw you. You're like looking around, but you didn't say anything. What's up with that? Golly. That's one of the really nice things about being in here. I can see you. It's really fun. Honestly, I'll be like, oh, well, so-and-so isn't sitting so close to so-and-so this tonight, are they? And, and you notice a lot of things up here, just so you know. Just so you know. All right, let's keep going. We're going to look now, we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit and really look at the Apostle Paul. And he goes through an actual storm, but I think there's a ton that we can learn from this as we look at the storm. Oh my goodness. We are running out of time and I'm just getting started. We'll just, we'll just talk about it just for a little bit. But Paul, he goes through an actual storm. And in this storm, we see some principles that we can apply. I've got some, I just don't have any time, and I'm trying to think of how I can say this. Yeah, we can do this. So he's going through an actual storm. Now I'm losing time by thinking about how to do it in time. Ah, I'm panicking, I'm panicking. You ever have that? I did that last night. We were, I know, I'm not gonna get to it. I'm mountain biking. And I'm going around this hill, and I'm on this seat that's uncomfortable, right? But anyway, we're back to the seat, I know. I go around this corner and it's going like this and it's really fast and I sit down just a little bit too far as I go over a hill and with, which means that your bike wants to eject you off your seat and I sit down I come up over a bump that normally I just get a little bit of air off of but instead it ejects me up in the air and I'm looking at my front tire <laughs> and the ground and I'm like oh and I just oh, it's just that moment of panic where you're like and then it's over because you're, you're like, yeah, I got nothing to do. And then you're down and then I did not fall. I don't know how I didn't fall, but I didn't. It was just that moment of, oh no, what am I gonna do? And I said that same thing when I saw the clock and I saw this and I'm like, oh, I got all this stuff I need to get to you and you're not gonna be able to get it. So you're gonna have to come back next week. <laughs> so really what we're gonna dive into next week is we're gonna look at Paul. <laughs> we're gonna look at a storm that he went through an actual storm and how we can apply that to our lives and the things that we can do when we are going through a storm, recognizing it and going through it. But if I haven't said it before, I'm gonna say it again. You need to be in a small group. <laughs> Every single one of us need to be. We need those relationships. 
They're gonna help to build you up and lift you up and help you become everything that you need to be and never forget the call of God on your life is too big for you to do on your own. What God has for you is gonna require others. It's gonna require you to work with other people, through other people, equip other people. It doesn't matter what your gifting or talent is, it is gonna take other people and you coming along them and them coming along you for us to see God's work and God's call fulfilled in our lives. So get in a small group. Would you guys bow your heads and close your eyes? As we close tonight, I wanna make sure that every single person knows where they stand with God, that they know where they stand. It's one thing to go through life with a bunch of friends. It's something completely different to go through life knowing that you're never alone because Jesus said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. That the ultimate friend that has always been there is God. Always. The thing with him is he knows every single secret about you. He knows every wrong you've ever committed, every, every bad thought, every bad thing you've ever even thought about doing that you didn't do. He knows all of it. And yet, Jesus chose to die on the cross so that you could be free. He paid the price so that we could be free. God loved us so much that he sent his son to die for you and for me. And in doing so, he paid a price that we couldn't pay. He broke the grip of death, of sin on us. And he made freedom available to every single one of us if we just ask. If you're here tonight and you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you haven't asked him to forgive you, I wanna say a prayer with you and you can leave here tonight knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are free, that you're on your way to heaven and begin to walk in the peace that comes only through a relationship with God. Or if you say, you know what? There was a time that I was living for God, but I've, I've turned my back, I've walked away and I'm not, and, and I wanna come back. I wanna ask for forgiveness. I wanna come back. I wanna be made new. If you're either of those, I would love the opportunity to pray with you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you at the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up high. And, and in doing so, you're saying, I wanna be forgiven. I wanna be set free. I wanna know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm on my way to heaven and begin to walk in that freedom that comes only through a relationship with Jesus. If that's you, one, two, three, right now, super high. Say, that's me. And today, tonight is my night. I'm making that change. Thank you. Anyone else, lift it up high. Say, I'm leaving here knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt where I stand. I wanna walk in that freedom. hands down. Let's all pray with those that lifted their hands. If you just repeat after me and you lifted your hand as you say this, make these words your own and say this from your heart. Say, Jesus, forgive me and make me new. But from now on, I'm going to live for you. With all that I am, I'm going to serve you. Come rule and reign in my life. Devil, you lost me. And from now on, I'm his. And in Jesus' name, amen. For more information about Res Life, please visit our website at reslife.org. 
If you have questions about Res Life or would like directions to visit us, please feel free to call 616-534-4923.